0: Upon an unlucky Thursday, the 8th of August, 1799, in the city of Bath, a certain lady went shopping for a quantity of black lace with which to trim a gauze evening cloak, and, as a consequence, suffered a grave and astonishing misfortune. So grave, so astonishing, in fact, so dismaying to her family and tree-friends, so titillating to the scandal-mongers and so far-flung in its final effect, that it was to provide a chief topic of the season in the public and private meeting-places of that famous English spa. For Mrs. Lee Perrott, the lady in question, was so respectable a citizen, with, moreover, such a keen awareness of her own respectability— that it seemed the wildest flight of fancy she should ever be apprehended as a common thief. "'Poor lady!' Such, after the event, was the universal sobriquet coupled with her name, and yet, before that fateful day, it was unlikely in the extreme that anyone should have thought to speak thus of Jane Lee Perrott. On the contrary,' her acquaintance would have been much more likely to couple her name with envious rather than sympathetic adjectives. There were a number of reasons why Jane Lee Perrott might arouse envy in the nubile, ample or withered bosoms of other ladies. It was not so much her affluent circumstances— Most of those other ladies lived in similar comfort in well-ordered households with polished furniture, Persian rugs, gleaming silver, and a liveried footman to answer the front door. Nor was it very likely to be her family connections, though to be sure she was in the habit of making frequent reference to the fact that on the maternal side she was directly descended from Lord Willoughby of Parham such overt social pride was apt to draw forth an indulgent smile rather than a sneer. More likely, perhaps, to arouse the bile of envy was Jane Lee Perrott's handsome appearance. Now in middle age, she was known to be in her early fifties, she showed a singular lack of such unpleasing traits as a plural chin, stoutness, stooped gait, "'Fallen teeth, grey hair, a lacklustre eye, wrinkled complexion. "'In short, the whole dismal catalogue "'only too familiar to most of her contemporaries. "'She was a handsome woman of middle height "'whose upright carriage gave the impression "'of her being somewhat taller than she was, in fact. "'Her features were perhaps a little too clearly defined. "'She herself took great pride "'in her high-bridged patrician nose.' her complexion was still fine and smooth, her eye bright, and her hair retained its pleasing chestnut hue. Wealth, position, and good looks apart, the single circumstance most likely to encourage the wistful envy of Jane Lee Perrott's female acquaintance was this. She enjoyed an exceptionally contented marriage. There was simply no denying it, no chink in her marital life where gossip or vilification might worm their way. She and her husband, Mr. James Lee Perrott of Scarlet's Hare Hatch in the county of Berkshire, an estate which boasted a pleasant modern house set in a parkland of oaks and beeches planted in Tudor days, were quite devoted to each other and had shared their lives in civilised amity for seven and thirty years. The cynic, who in conversation relating to Mariage à la Mode might exclaim, Give me one instance of truly happy wedlock, was apt to be refuted by the prompt example of the Lee Perrott's domestic bliss. She steadfastly doted on her James. He never ceased to count himself the most fortunate of men when, as plain Mr. Lee, he had met his Jane. He had later followed the usual custom, upon inheriting an estate and fortune from a great uncle Perrot, of taking the latter's name and arms and adding them to his own.